Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by Brian Irwin, Coach Brian Irwin, uh, two-time state champion, uh, Texas Longhorn grad as well, uh, coached uh, as a student assistant at the University of Texas GA, uh, has been around the block. Uh, Brian, you were there in the stadium uh, on Saturday uh, in this edition of Lunch with the Coach. I just want to start with that. What was the atmosphere like there? Incredible. It was electric. The pageantry was there. I actually went down the field before the game. Uh, it was it was awesome. You know, you had Texas coaches embracing Alabama coaches, um, players there. The the crowd was there early. I mean, I'm trying to drive into the stadium at or into the stadium area around eight fifteen, and it takes me an hour to get in there. Um, it was just bedlam. You know, at eight o'clock, uh, huge trash pile out there on the north east side of the stadium where the we're talking to the police and uh, the police said, yeah, these crazy students, they're camped out. And as soon as they open the gates to get the game day, they just rush the gates. And, and uh, we saw this huge trash pile of stuff and, and that's what it was from, you know? So, I mean, it was just stuff like that. Nothing, nothing chaotic, but um, I mean, the Texas crowd showed up in force. The, the stadium was electric. We had a huge home field advantage. It was loud as anything in there. And uh, it made a, gigantic difference i got you all right uh, before we get going we want to talk about what you saw on the field but before we do that i want we want to thank our sponsor laura baker lunch with the coach is brought to you by uh, accomplished austin realtor laura baker laura and the andy allen team at keller williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the austin area laura is not only a diehard longhorn fan uh, like you but also a longtime austin real estate expert uh, Brian, I, t I tell you what, it was uh, quite the quite the show in there. I I've got to start off though. Texas emerges from that game uh, with some major takeaways, but let's talk about what you thought uh, about the Longhorns this week uh, overall. First, I thought we flat out got after it. You know, we we mentioned a couple of weeks ago we got to play hard. That was kind of my mantra: is are we going to play hard or are we not? You know, different times last year we didn't seem like we. We played extremely hard, and, and we played hard. I mean, our kids gave it everything they had. Uh, we were well coached, had a great scheme, um, played our tails off. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, in the coaching world, they say there's no such thing as moral victories, and I say hogwash. This was a huge moral victory. Uh, whether I'm the head coach of that team or I'm just the guy doing this video, it was a huge moral victory. Our momentum – from a recruiting standpoint, is continuing to uh, transcend. Um, we were all fearful of getting blown out. Um, our guys competed. We played hard. We went toe-to-toe -to -toe for 60 minutes with the best team in the country. And um, we got to feel good about it. Gotcha. Um, Quinn, you were started off like, uh, you know, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. He was red hot, and it looked good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, they were playing man against him, and – the game looked slow for Quinn Ewers uh, yeah. in that first quarter, which was just impressive for a guy that should be a true freshman right now. Yeah, he he looked so good. And, and uh, you know, the, the ball he threw to Xavier there that Xavier laid out for and dropped. But, you know, tough catch, uh, but very good throw. Splashdown was, was where it needed to be. Um, I thought the fade ball into the end zone to Jatavian uh, should have been a P.I. call. Uh, in the southeast corner of the end zone. And we ended up getting a P.I. call later on that play. But but that one was obvious. I mean, it was just blatantly obvious. It should have been a P.I. So, um, 
yeah, Quinn played great. Game was slow for him. We had guys open. Game plan was incredible. The scripted plays that that uh, Sark had, and uh, even even those plays that he came off script, um, uh, Quinn executed magnificently. Yep. Uh, obviously, uh, yours going down there at the end of the first quarter, leaving the game after going nine for twelve, replaced by Hudson Card, who was a sometime starter a year ago, uh, got the starting job as a um, a year ago before being replaced by Casey Thompson, then came back and started a game, I believe, later in the year before bit getting re-injured. Mm-hmm. Enters the game in the second quarter. What were your immediate thoughts? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, well, you know, obviously a little bit hesitant. Um, big, big atmosphere, uh, big game. Uh, we'd seen what the speed in which Quinn was playing with, how he was executing. Um, you know, we, we, Came with a little bit more conservative approach once Hudson came in, which is understandable. Uh, we had the game somewhat uh, in control. The uh, game was tied pretty much throughout the first half. Uh, let's be conservative. Let's get to the halftime. Let's figure it out. Then, then we'll go from there. So, um, yeah, I thought I thought Hudson played well. I thought he played well, um, not as well as Quinn, but uh, Quinn was in the game. No doubt, in my mind went by double digits. No doubt. Wow. wow. It. I tell you what was interesting, uh, it, you know, from my my standpoint, uh, after Card got injured in the third quarter, I was like, what happens next, right? Yeah. Um, I thought it was an extremely gritty performance from him. It I, was. I mean, what, when you're in the stadium, you're watching it, and he's running for a first down on one leg, basically, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he probably couldn't break 5-0 in the 40 at that point in time, and he was playing his tail off, and, and uh, you know, we were very, very proud of him, and, he made some great throws, no doubt about it. Uh, scrambled for some big first downs, uh, limping around. And at that time, I really didn't know exactly what was injured, uh, whether it was a knee, ankle, whatever. But uh, he laid it on the line, gave us gave us a chance to win. Went down, kicked the field goal there with just over a minute to go in the game. And uh, we thought, you know, we had a chance right there. Yeah, they did. And, you know, right, uh, Bryce Young came, came to play in the fourth quarter. Brian, let's talk about the defense. Uh, you know, what did you see from them on Saturday that was perhaps better than what you saw a week ago and more even what you saw a year ago? You know, I was so impressed with the way our guys communicated out on the field because you think about it, while they're on offense, the stadium was just – my ears were ringing after the game. I mean, it was like I'd been in a, a dang concert for four hours. And so our defense is having to battle the same communication issues that their offense is battling. Our guys are communicating verbally with hand signals. Uh, we're all on the same page. Uh, safety's talking to corners, corners talking to outside linebackers, inside linebackers bumping, bumping defensive tackles to a three, to a one, one to a three. Uh, I, I was real impressed with how we communicated throughout the game. So our guys know the game plan. They know the defense in and out. They're communicating. They're all on the same page, and that gives you a chance to fit gaps and, and fit coverages. I, I tell you what, um, 
Texas really, other than a, a big run in the first half uh, on, on that one play, yeah. Texas controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part with the uh, the the off the Bama offensive line uh, to Vondre Sweat, Keandre Coburn, uh, Mora Ojomo. Those mm-hmm. guys had nice games for the Longhorns. Really did. I mean, I, you know, you sit there and watch the last scrimmage as the game unfolded, and and uh, it was like a scrum in there. You know, both sides. I mean, they weren't moving us, we weren't moving them. You know, we were compressing space. They weren't able to run the football. We weren't able to run the football. Uh, it was a fun game to watch from that standpoint. Then to see how we devised some pressure schemes and, um, you know, especially the big one where we freed up Jalen Ford on that first big sack that we had. And he comes screaming through there and we get like an eight-yard loss. And so it was nice to see our guys stop the run, get some pressure in the pass game and, and play solid team defense. Um, Brian, what about uh, uh, you mentioned Jalen Ford uh, a week ago? No tackles against Alabama comes through yeah. with ten. He stepped yeah. up. It, it almost felt like okay, now I got to step up, and he did. Yeah. Right? He did. He did. I, I was probably a huge critic of his immediately after the ULM game, and uh, but still, we you and I talked. I said, hey, he played well last year. You know, he, he's he's going to turn it around. And uh, other than that stretch play where they go 80 yard, 80 plus yards, he he could have gotten to that. He should have made that tackle. Um, and I'm like, wow, God, you got to make that play. And then all of a sudden after that, the light switched and he just he played outstanding. Yeah. I mean, it's like he he, he knew right then and there, hey, this is my job. Yeah. It's almost like that. That's going to be good for Texas because he's, he's going to be around for at least another year uh, uh, after this one, it, it would appear. And so that's a that's a big, big deal. Um now, you know, Texas is now uh, going into the fourth quarter. I want to talk about this with you. Um, the the sack or the missed sack or safety or whatever you want to call it happens. Uh, Texas goes up uh, still at 13-10. Uh, Alabama right, then goes up 16-10. Alabama comes down in the fourth quarter, and they totally switch their offensive style. Mm-hmm. They go from uh, 11 personnel or even 12 personnel. They, are, they start going to empty. Mm-hmm. And go five wides. That opened it up really for Bryce Young, and it put the ball game in his hands. Uh, did you? Is that what you saw as a coach uh, yep. as well? Yeah, they they went five wides, spreading it out, getting it out quick, and uh, hitting some intermediate passes, and uh, it, it changed the game. They were getting the ball, you know, pretty much everywhere, perimeter, over the middle, um, becoming more of a finesse team, and they 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 knew you know we we could handle the run. They just put the ball in Bryce's hands, spread the fields to go win the game. Yeah, I, I felt like you could just tell. They said, "This is our best player, and we're gonna we're gonna try to win it this way." Um, at the same time, uh, probably one of the more there were a couple of impressive plays from Young. Uh, one of which was a fourth and three conversion. Uh, mm-hmm. You remember that one? Yeah. His first two options that were short were both covered, and he hits a third option. Not many guys. No. <laughs> That's that no. was as a coach. I, I would imagine you were like. Okay, this guy's got a little something extra in him. Yeah, he, he does. He's got that Houdini in him. Uh, some of the plays he made, the passes he made, the 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 safety that that I, I still can't explain how it wasn't a safety. I, I mean, you're not going to convince me. I think they threw the flag for it being intentional grounding, and somehow they switched it to uh, a possible targeting call. Uh, I'm not sure how that got unfolded or fabricated at all but um you know he we, we thought he was down and we thought he grounded so either way it's a safety right 
and um, you know, all of a sudden they, they come unscathed. We end up getting a field goal, but I'd rather have two points right there in the ball than the ball, you know, and then we end up scoring three. So, I mean, there's a possibility we could have scored two plus three or two plus seven and uh, put the game away. Yeah, it was a, it was a good push there by Tivandre Sweat. Um, any of your biggest surprises from that game? Um, just in general, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, we were all a little bit apprehensive, um, about, you know, were we physically able to compete, uh, against the, the, the size of their O line, D line, the physicality of, of Alabama, the physicality of SEC top play. And, um, we were, we, we met that we matched it. We didn't do it for one or two series. We did it for 60 minutes. And so, um, that, that's a, that surprised me a little bit, and uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm proud of it. I think we, we we've got a solid team. We're going to continue to get better, and most importantly, uh, we showed we're continuing to get better. We're we're transcending the direction we need to transcend. Our, from a recruiting standpoint, it's going to be huge. Yeah, let me ask you this. Uh, now we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, we, we've got a situation where uh, Quinn Ewers is out four to six weeks. Hudson mm-hmm. Card. Uh, We'll hear from uh, uh, from Steve Sarkeesian probably later today about what his diagnosis is. Uh, it looked like an ankle uh, mm-hmm. is what the uh, initial prognosis is. The degree of that ankle is a is a up for debate apparently. Uh, B. John Robinson got it is is getting an MRI or got an MRI. Deshaun Jameson got one on on Sunday as well around his ankle or mm-hmm. foot. Um, and so there's these injuries uh, right now. Um, as a coach, you know. What do you uh, look for as you try to navigate a season with perhaps or definitely your number one quarterback is out for an extended period of time, but even going as far as possibly your number two quarterback out? What 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 is what's going through a coach's mind at that point in time? Obviously, developing that third guy. Who is that guy? Uh, getting him some reps, uh, but figure out a way to win. We got to figure out a way to win this week. I don't care how pretty it is, or we know we got a great football team. We got to get through these next. We'll get get through this week, and we play UTSA, a really good football team, uh, a team that, like I'll say, I said last week, if we play our best, our best can be good enough to beat Alabama. I think that was true. UTSA's best could be good enough to beat Texas if we don't if we don't play well. Um, so I'm going to devise a game plan that, that can get us through this week when the football game. If that means shorten the game, let's shorten the game. Let's let's hammer them. Let's put Roshan at quarterback. Let's run Wildcat. Let's bring it. And uh, shorten the game, run the football. Obviously have whether it's whether it's Hudson, uh, Charles Wright, whoever, get in there, play action pass, move the change, do some different things. But I'm going to have Roshan back. I love the package we had the other day. I, I really – would like to see us run a, a few more plays with that package with Roshan back there. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's physical, it's diverse, and we know Roshan can still throw the football adequately enough to get it to Jatavian to get it down the field. Yeah, what do you, I, I was going to ask you when they came out in that diamond formation, did you like <laughs> as a coach on the other? You've probably coached against people that have done that to you before. You've tried to do that to people before, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're on the other side of the ball and somebody does that to you, what's going on on the side on the opposing sidelines? That diamond set is nasty. Uh, Denton Guy probably I, it was the first time I've seen it. 
when Denton Guy ran it uh, back in the day. And then uh, there's no doubt Oklahoma started running that set. And I think they got it from Denton Guyer because, you know, Walsh uh, uh, was, was quarterback at Denton Guyer. Then he goes to Oklahoma State. Trying to defend that stuff is just nasty. But, Bobby, that uh, the personnel package when they were in Diamond was 21 personnel. And we ran a lot of 21 personnel in critical moments on Saturday. And and that was the, the personnel set that I, I've said I think we can be great in. And we ran a ton of it the other day. Well, I tell you, when the chips were down, I, so we, I, I talked about this too um, with Rod Babers uh, uh, on Saturday after the game, uh, Brian. Uh, um, Alabama went five wides. They went empty, mm-hmm. uh, right? Yep. Texas's immediate counter response to that in the fourth yep. quarter was to go 21 personnel. No doubt. And so, so what I thought was interesting, last year – Texas wilted a lot in the third and fourth quarter on offense with mm-hmm. fair, fair assessment, right? I think anybody that watched them, they, they had a counter, a counterbalance to that or a counterattack to that in the fourth quarter that gave their team an edge. I thought that was an excellent coaching uh, maneuver by, by Sarkeesian. You, you agree with that? Like how it kind of went tit for tat. They both had something left in the tank for the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, like I said, Alabama went to the, the empty stuff. We went to the 21 personnel. Um, and and that's where we were going to hang our hat, that last drive. And that's where we hung our hat. But going back to that diamond set, that diamond set was a 21 personnel package. It was, it was, I believe it was Bijan, Roshan, and, and Jatavian in the backfield. And then we had two wides. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, again, I, I'm enamored with Sark's ability to game plan, scheme, devise. And it was like a surgeon that first quarter with Quinn. Uh, with what he drew up and 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 some of the things that that uh, that he schemed up, uh, so I'll, you know I'd say ninety percent was probably scripted, but there was still another ten percent or so or more that was off script. And um, I heard somebody I heard a talk show host saying today, you know, it's, everything Quinn ran was pretty much on script in the first quarter. That's not true. I mean, he there were a lot of stuff we ran off script. Um, you know, third down situations, red zone situations short yardage situations that were off script that we still executed. Yep. Um, I, I remember that one pass where he's going against his body to the left to Jordan Whittington and still hits Whittington in some sort of stride that that uh, was a big completion right before he hit the deep ball uh, to Worthy yeah. down the right sideline. Um, the postgame show, uh, excuse me, <laughs> Lunch with the Coach is brought to you by accomplished Austin realtor Laura Baker. Uh, Laura and the Andy Allen team at Keller Williams can handle all of your real estate needs in the Austin area. Laura is not only a diehard Longhorn fan, but a longtime Austin real estate expert uh, and a UT grad as well. Her dad, by the way, may have been one of our professors at one time. Uh, she was a, her dad was a professor at Texas, by the way, Brian. Um, yeah. All right, let's talk about UTSA a little bit. Uh, obviously, uh, they go uh, triple overtime against Houston a week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this past Saturday, they go into OT against Army. Um, you know, Jeff Trailer is a Texas high school coach. Uh, you know, what what do you think of what do you think Texas needs to do uh, to come out and have a good performance against UTSA and not suffer a hangover? Because uh, I think that that's one thing that, as a fan, you look back and say, "Okay, we had this great performance. Mm-hmm. Now we want to have another solid performance, good performance. We don't want to have a hangover against." an opponent that's not the number one team in the country. 
if it, if it's me, I'm we're being we're having frank conversations with the, with the team, saying this is what everybody's predicting. This is what everybody's saying. You know, Texas back. Uh, we played great against Alabama, but let's wait and see. You know what's happening this week. I'm having frank conversations with our team, saying you know we, we got to bring it again this week. Um, there's there's still the doubters out there. Um, we got to bring it. We got to figure out a way to win this week. I don't care how pretty or ugly it is. Um, I don't care what sets, what personnel packages we do it with, whether it's Roshan at quarterback, whether it's Hudson's at quarterback, whether it's Charles Wright at quarterback. Well, here's how we're going to do it. Let's go win the football game as ugly as we need to win it. And uh, we're not going to have a letdown. Uh, we're going to be frank about it, and we're going to be open and honest about it. Um, but but we, we can't have a letdown. we got to bring the energy again Saturday night. All right. Any uh, any Before I let you go here, Coach, any room for improvement that you saw specifically that you'd like to see between game two and game three for the Horns? Red zone. Red zone. we got to get in the end zone. Um, of course, we're playing Alabama, right? Alabama, there's 11 guys over there on that side of the ball too, and, and they're well coached. Um, so, you know, is your red zone productivity going to be as high as you want it to be against a team like Alabama? No, it's probably not, but but we still strive for that. So I think red zone, we, we need to score touchdowns. Um, we, we need to knock that field goes through when we get a chance, like at the end of the first half, we've got to knock that field goal through. That's two weeks in a row. The last play of the first half, we've missed a very makeable field goal. Championship football teams have got to make those plays, knock that field goal through, get those three points, and, and build a momentum going into halftime. Got it. All right. Uh, Brian, thank you for joining us uh, for Lunch with the Coach, uh, one of my favorite segments each and every week. Uh, Brian, uh, good luck this week, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Uh, for Brian Irwin, this has been Bobby Burton uh, and on Texas football. Thanks. Thank you, Bob.